Well, as of today, I am 90 days away from my priesthood ordination. And how do I know that? I've got a nice countdown on my phone. A countdown that I've actually had on my phone for the better part of three years. Um, there's a reason for that. We, we do like an ordination to getting out of prison uh, at the seminary. Uh, diaconate year being at the parish is like work release. They let us out for the weekends. But I'm 90 days out. And there's a lot of things that I have to think about when it comes to an ordination. I've got to send out invitations. I've got to get the program for my first mass. I have to pick the readings for the ordination, find musicians and pick servers and all of these little bitty things. And the funny part is there's actually someone in my house, in my family actually, who's sort of doing the same thing. My sister's getting married eight weeks after my ordination, and she is doing pretty much all of those little things, invitations, programs, getting the wedding party, planning the reception, and all of those little bitty details. There's a lot going on for us in the Schneier household. And I think, especially for some of you who might be going through confirmation prep, some of the same things might be going on too. Schoolwork, in addition to planning for a lot of those little bitty details with regards to the sacrament of confirmation. And I think for all of us, though, it's very easy to forget that the most important thing in all of it is that we will be receiving sacraments, that we will be receiving God's grace. Because it's very easy to get caught up in the externals, those more peripheral things that are sort of attached to confirmation but aren't the most essential. It's very easy to miss the bigger picture and become distracted. But I think the message of today's gospel is primarily this. God wants our full and undivided attention. Because God is the highest good that we could ever serve. In fact, God is goodness itself with a capital G. And if we know that God is the highest good, and if we want to devote our time, energy, and effort to serving him, then why is it that we often put God on the back burner. This is primarily because Satan tries to tempt us to think that other things are more important or to try to distract us on the way to salvation. Right? Satan often makes us think that the allurements of the flesh are more satisfying or that Satan is more trustworthy or maybe that the world can somehow be a greater good than God himself. And we know that's wrong. Again, God is the greatest possible good that we could ever serve. He is goodness personified. So it sets up a very stark choice for us. It's rather black and white. There's not much in between. We are either focused on God or we are focused on ourselves or our own pursuits. And again, in our gospel today, we heard that we cannot serve two masters. If we spend more time on worldly pursuits or getting all of our little bitty affairs in order, before we worry about our relationship with God, what does that say about us? Who are we serving? Again, even sometimes not so much time, but our priorities. You know, if we consider our jobs, our education, our sports, or our social status to be more important than our relationship with God, we are in a sense committing idolatry, serving lesser goods, lowercase g, Goods. Just how, again, God is capital G, God. We turn these lower things into lowercase g, gods, or lowercase g, goods, instead of serving the good, capital G, or God himself, capital G. But again, 
Some of these things might be very good. It's a very good thing to be ordained a priest or get married or to be, receive the sacrament of confirmation. And again, the preparations for this can help us be brought into the sacrament. But compared to God himself, these little external things that we sometimes worry about count for nothing. They are nothing compared to God. They are trivial compared to our relationship with God that we have to foster every single day of our lives. And again, to worry about these things that, again, are comparatively trivial to God is to neglect our, our obligation to God. And it does nothing to help us on the way to salvation. Again, it just distracts us. We have to go one way or the other. It's kind of like a ship. You can't be going in one place and be going into another at the same time. When you're going one direction, that's it. We have to make sure that our trajectory is toward Christ. What's maybe a good way that we can ward off this distraction that Satan places in front of us? Well, I think we have a great example in our responsorial psalm today. Rest in God alone. Rest in God alone, my soul. It's an exhortation for us that God should be our focus and that he should be our ultimate goal. And maybe a practical way for us to demonstrate this in our lives, especially with Lent coming up this week, is to maybe examine how we spend our Sundays. You know, there are 168 hours in a week, but God technically only demands one hour of our time. That's less than 1%. And I dare say we all should have a better relationship with God than a 1% friendship. It should be much, much more than that. Again, what does it say about our priority if we spend that less than 1% of our time with God? Again, if we're, if we're on our phones more in a day than the time that we spend with God in a week, what does that say about us? Who are we serving? Or even if we're watching Netflix more in a single day than we spend with God in a week, what does that say about us, and who are we serving? So again, maybe this Lent, we can set aside time on Sunday for God, or for rest. Again, this doesn't mean we have to become like Pharisees and chide anyone who dares to do any housework on Sundays, but we should intentionally and deliberately set aside time for God, to show Him that He is our highest priorities, set away from all of our other pursuits, that God is our focus and God is our goal. And we must rest in him alone. And maybe one of the characteristics of this is the virtue of silence. Again, maybe try to cultivate the virtue of silence in your home during this Lent. Because our world needs a little bit more silence. It's very noisy. But silence is primarily how God speaks to us. Right? God doesn't often speak through big cathartic events, through thunder and lightning, but primarily he speaks in silence. That's how nature works. You look at the growth, look at a tree or a plant growing, it grows in silence. It grows very slowly and deliberately, but in silence. That's how God works too. So if we want to rest in God alone, a great way to start is to spend time in sacred silence. So today, brothers and sisters, let's place our focus on Christ. Let's remember that God is the greatest good that we could ever serve. And let's make a point to set aside time for God, to rest in God alone, to find him in sacred silence, to give him everything, and to serve him alone.